0: Hola GNGs. it's your boy Trek and this is Trek and Cryptos to Connect. I know it has been a good minute since I put out a new episode. I have definitely been recording. This episode right here is a real special one because I got a returning guest. We're going to talk about their book. And this is going to be the first put in for the official sponsor, HODL Brand. If you add the .ca on there, that's the website. Go check it out for the um, T-shirts and the hats, aka fitted caps, the 50-50 joints. They look fly. Check it out, y'all. That's HODL But more importantly, this is going to be the semi-relaunching episode right here. And I'm coming out kicking and swinging. So stay tuned, GNGs. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. Hola, hola. What's going on, G&Gs? It's your boy, Trek. And this is Trek and Cryptos to connect the conversations with segment. And today I got the opportunity to talk to a dude that I got to say, like, when I first came across him, he popped up in my feed on VooTube. And I'm like, yo, who are these dudes? Because at that time, there was like, no black people doing content on YouTube like that. And like, Crypto Blood was doing his thing but like I don't know for whatever reason I was I was already familiar with him I forgot how I got put on and I'm like, yo, who's these dudes? Ah, I I watched one episode, or I didn't even make the whole episode. And I'm like, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep them on the radar. And lo and behold, x amount of time passes. I'm talking like months, G and Gs, like months pass. And one of the people that I interviewed in the early beginning of the podcast was like, yo, you should check out these dudes. And I'm like, who? I don't even know who you're talking about. What you talking about? There's two black dudes. Like, there's two black dudes doing this? Anywho, G and Gs. I was definitely surprised to find out it was the same, um, well, at least at this point for who I'm talking with today, half of the dynamic duo for the gentleman of crypto. If you don't know, this is Bitcoin Zay, a.k.a. Isaiah Jackson, who um, put out his second book. And we're going to get into the book called Bitcoin and Black America and like just other stuff going on for what's up with the space right now. So Zay, what's going on, bro?
1: My man, Trek, what's going on, brother? Glad to be here, man. Glad to be on, finally.
0: Yeah, man. Um, G&G's, I I had the crazy, um, (laughs) like, I want to say heart attack moment. But it was one of those, like, um, get up, last minute. Because I've been playing soldier for this particular day, so far for X amount of days in a month. And so I'm like, yo, I need to take a nap. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to be supercharged and energized. And I'm going to be ready to do this talk with Zay, man. No, mm-hmm. so when I tell you, I got up in a sluggish rush, which is an oxymoron oxymoronic <laughs> concept in words. <laughs> and it was like, yo, my head is hurting right now. And then like I, I couldn't find certain shit. Like I couldn't find my notebook. I couldn't find a pen. And then I see the um the 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 DM, like, yo, did you send me the um the zoom link? And I'm like, What do you mean? I sent the email. It was early I, I start panicking, folks. I start panicking. I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna get this interview today. Like I can't <laughs> believe this is happening. Lo and behold, here we are right now. About oh, to get into this book, about to get into other things going on in the space. And, and this the world. Yes. Like I said it on my social media stuff, um, G&Gs. I'm definitely going to be pushing a lot more of the blacks in tech, blacks in the crypto space, blacks in the blockchain thing. And like, I'm just going to be pushing more black shit. And this isn't me saying I'm not messing with other than it's just a matter of this is getting a little higher priority. Yep. And that's that's just where I'm at on shit right now, in oh, all yeah. honesty.
1: And I'm I agree with you. That's why I wrote the book, <laughs> Bitcoin and Black America. Um, I mean, right now I'm I'm basically it's basically a focus on my own community, uh, which to me is nothing wrong with that at all. Never will be. You'll never convince me I can't help my own people. So yeah, I'm with you there,
0: man. Gotta gotta definitely do it for your people. All right. So Here's here's where we're going to jump in and get to the book. Um, And, oh, man, I left the book upstairs. (laughs) Yo, there is, like, a good number of pages. I want to say, because I didn't have my highlighter with me when I was going through the book, so I was like, okay, just turn the, the, you know, give it a doggy ear and then come back to it. I did, the book for Readwise is 100 and what? 75. 175. But like actual read, read part of it, I gotta say I probably doggy aired like fifty plus pages, <laughs> and on the end of like oh something I wanted to ask or something I thought of or something I agree with, mm. um, and I was just like yo like G and G's, the book is is it it goes in 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 tune with how I look to run this podcast on the end of. It's not a um, a high level, you know. Let's talk about the technicals and let's get into like, you know, what the line of a function call would be. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not. Let's start talking about the difference between, you know, Keynesian and um um the other major school um school of economics thought wise. It's like, listen, here's the ABC breakdown: basic, understand what's going down right now, people. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, I I, have
1: hey when I wrote it, that is that was one of the top things on the list. I had to make sure across the board people could read it and definitely uh, understand it, because like you said, the technical aspects, if you want that, it's out there. Andres Antonopoulos has some great books, uh, along with a few others, but that's not the crowd I'm reaching for. I'm going for a community of people who may or may not understand the technical side, but need to know why it's important. Uh, For instance, you know. There was nobody really talking about TCP, ICP uh, uh, protocols, (laughs) you know, when they would discuss the internet. They just wanted to know, does it work and why do I need it? So that's why, you know, I definitely wanted to break that down and explain why uh, the black community needs uh, Bitcoin.
0: Okay, where was I going to go? One of the things that I learned, I want to say, after the first six months of me starting to move in the space on the business side. Mm-hmm. Was that we talk about the 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 barriers to entry, and what I noted especially when you're in a first tier country as the u s as some like western European you know what I'm saying country um and even eastwise like so if you say like a japan or a South Korea stuff, even when you give people all the the tools to get past the quote barrier, so it's like oh well i don't I can't afford that or you know you can get it in decimals like you know you can do ten dollars worth five dollars worth you know Uh, well I don't have you know the access well you know there's this thing called a public library they got these things called ATMs now and Mm -hmm. it's like oh well um I don't understand it technically well you don't really got to understand the actual like technical function you give somebody the key to each one of those things you know what then is the last one that is the what I found is the hardest one to get to help people get over the mental barrier mm-hmm. and I, and you rarely if ever at least in my in my conversations in my you know travels, I've yet to hear people acknowledge that there's a mental barrier mm-hmm. that and it, and not just going, well, you know um that's a our people thing. it's an everybody thing, but I feel mm-hmm. like our people quote have it the, the hardest, the biggest. And how do, how do I say this? We look at things new in America in particular. And I, I was having a conversation with somebody about how black Americans in particular have certain issues that you cannot say, oh, black people globally. Because on the continent they moving at a whole different pace. It's a whole different rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you talk about going to South America for the 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 black people down there, it's a whole nother thing. It's a whole different struggle, mm-hmm. right? But like black Americans in particular, and I'll caveat this with I'm first generation born here for my family, right? Mm-hmm. And even in that, there's certain things where like I overlap for what is for what would be for somebody who's like multiple generations, black America born yep. as opposed to your first generation from wherever your family people is from here. Yep. You don't have necessarily the same connections or certain things aren't necessarily your fight in the same capacity. Mm-hmm. You get where I'm going? Oh, and yeah, absolutely. I feel like when it comes to certain things that I see going on with the black community and where, when I was reading through the book, I'm like, yo, like how many people are going to get, like, this is as simple as it can be in experience explained, but then it's also being explained and given to where I'm not just like well, you, sorry, you the author is not just theorizing how simple the ways that you can implement it are, but you're giving the examples like let's, yep, yep. You, you talk about bit wage where it's like, well, you know, if you work your job, you can get a certain party. Percent. If you don't know about bit wage, geez, bit wage is basically where you can have your, um your regular um, fiat based paycheck converted partially, do they do whole? Cause I know like you can do like 20%. Yeah, they do, they, they do whole um, and they
1: introduce uh, partial where you could do a percentage of it uh, or a certain amount. You could also, um, you know, going along with Bitways, like like you're going into the fact that you get paid in Bitcoin, you don't have to do anything different. That's one of the things that, you know, I definitely want to introduce. You can do a cash app. Um, you can do auto auto buys with Bitcoin now through cash app, straight, to your, straight from your bank. So that's another way too. So if you get direct deposit, Every time you get direct deposit, you buy Bitcoin or you technically get paid in Bitcoin. So, yeah, that's there. And I hate the fact that uh, it's not as well known, BitWage, um, simply because, of course, other companies are not going to promote it and people will have to do some work to try and change the system. But people aren't going to have a choice. And that's why I wanted to introduce it to black people is that all of the news, as you've seen, Shrek, uh mm-hmm. all of the news that we cover now, we were talking about it happening two years ago. So, if you were prepared for it like uh, we have been you would be able to last through two bear markets and you know bull markets and all that and still be able to keep going forward if you don't um as a lot of people aren't right now you'll basically listen to the media and you'll not participate in the Bitcoin economy and going forward in the future we we just can't have that not in the black community I'm not a waste so i I definitely want to make sure I
0: had that uh in there bro like I tell people all the time I'm like and, and and this is a general where it's like, hey, you can do all types of stuff to get in this space. Mm-hmm. And when I try to break down, you could be a dog walker and be in this. You could be a mechanic cool. and do side work. You could yep. be an HVAC dude. Like yep. there can, is no Bitcoin
1: company. You can just, <laughs> just throw bro. that out there. Just throw that out there.
0: Right and 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 okay, boom, jumping on this one. Um, if you don't know, Zay also does the part of um having Bitcoin ATMs. Yep. Okay. You know what? I got a couple of questions on that one. Mm-hmm. On the end of what what deters most of the people that I know in dealing with that is the upfront capital for the cost. Machine. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you could give us a little breakdown on like how you worked out your scenario to be able to you know, mm-hmm. be where you are now with them. Okay. Uh, yes. So when I first explored Bitcoin
1: ATMs, which is 2015, one of the early things, uh, that I saw and they still have it today, but it's a little bit more is you have to have a money service, uh, uh business license. Hmm. So that will cost you a hundred K plus depending on what state you're in. So that's, that's off the gate. So that's a hundred K to start. Then you have state uh state regulated uh taxes and fees also locations ten thousand per location so seeing that back in 2015 uh when i was just uh working at, at a as an it guy at a law firm <laughs> definitely couldn't afford that i was involved in bitcoin but that was not going to happen so i thought to myself you know how could i circumvent that or be, or basically find a way to get the hardware and maybe license it out so I found a company uh, because of NDA, I can't discuss it too much, but mm-hmm. I found a company where it is available for you to purchase the hardware, meaning you can buy the actual ATM and you can uh, license it through this company who already has the money service business license. They have the uh, infrastructure the
0: umbrella yep. joint.
1: Yep. They have security. They have uh, the cash that's cash on hand. They also do the uh, the online and, uh, and physical security. So they have the, the, Actual armored trucks that pick it—they all of that is already available. They take a percentage, you take a percentage, and it's passive income. So I found that, and you know, I actually mentioned ATMs in the book, but not my own personal. Kind mm-hmm. uh, of try to keep it a little low, but you know, as I'm doing these uh, these promo interviews, I definitely want to say that Bitcoin ATMs are a great market to get into. And once I have more information on how to get others into it, like you said, it is an umbrella joint. It's, it's basically you can buy the hardware. As much as you want and find the locations and go from there. So okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm forming a, a Bitcoin ATM group now. Like I said, I'm pretty busy, so I'm <laughs> I can not really do it. But I'm collecting emails basically from people who reach out and uh and I you know, I'll throw you on their trick and whoever else. But uh basically if you can form a group and get some ATMs placed, it's it's less about the ATM, it's more about the real estate. If you can get a spot, it's only five thousand ATMs in the world. Uh the average bank no. has people. 50, and then, 18, and then, yeah, um, go, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, the average bank has 15,000 ATMs by themselves. So think about how many banks and how many ATMs there are. It's only 5,000 Bitcoin ATMs worldwide. So it's
0: still pretty early for that. That's why okay. I wanted to get it. L- let me throw this one out there for you. One, this reminds me of, I can't remember what the name of the project was. It might have been Cream, Ghostface. Mm. Do you remember, I think this was 2017-ish towards the end, yeah. but um, it, it, it was still around the ICO kind of part. It might have been early 2018, and like, uh, X amount of celebrities were kind of throwing their names mm-hmm. in association with stuff, and Ghostface was doing something. And when I read part of the white paper, mm-hmm. it was about, he was, look like, the way they set their thing up was looking at the ATM side of being able to get into the crypto space. And that's what this kind of just reminded me of, but mm-hmm. yeah, and like I said, I can't
1: give information on the actual deal, but that's, huh. that's, that's, what was through.
0: It's through cream capital. So yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's some funny, <laughs> yeah, Yo, so you know, because listen, when I read the paper, right, I was like, uh-huh. how long this, would this business model last though? Yeah, because it was certain parts of it. If it's the same thing exactly, that mm-hmm. wasn't making sense to me. And um, I helped
1: Yeah, I was say I help. I've helped refine that, or as far as looking at it, uh something totally different. It's the same company, different, different outlook because it doesn't deal with the white paper. So
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah bro. That yo, as soon as you, I was like, wait a minute. Why does this remind me of Ghostface? <laughs> <laughs> yo, Ghostface well, this, was looking to do the all right. Okay, bet, bet.
1: So like I said. Keep some stuff up the sleeve. Like I said, that's an industry that definitely uh, is early. And to your listeners, I mean, it's, if there's an, another way to get into it, if you don't want to purchase Bitcoin directly, there's another way. I mean, there's so many different ways. And I, I couldn't put everything in the book simply because all of them weren't you know completed solutions. Like, uh, you know, I, I didn't really talk much about Lightning Network and certain stuff that's still in development. It works, but, you know, for the mainstream customer, I just left it out. Mm-hmm. DMs are definitely something that a regular investor can buy the hardware and then go through the process uh, with myself uh you know to be able to get it going so yeah man I, I definitely want to throw that out there
0: like um so uh sherry warwick of black blockchain consultants <clears throat> mm-hmm. yep. they had the uh the virtual summit that they did and that was like the the caption line of hey looking to get into the crypto space without being technical, looking to get into the blockchain industry without being technical. And yeah, it was crazy now, like when, when I talk with people and they're like, yeah, but you know, like, how does that really work? Or like, how, how is it that you really function in every day? I'm like, Yo, you don't understand. Like when I got in this, mm-hmm. you didn't have all these options that you have now. At all.
1: You have everything. People don't, they take it for granted because they have everything now. Abra, Cash App, Coinbase, Uphold,
0: Gemini. I mean, you have plenty of places to get it. ATMs. Yeah, you're right, bro. <laughs> but between the apps and then and then the the development of the what I call second layer um, businesses, business solutions, where you know, like example, Bitwage being an example of a um a second layer business solution. Who's another one that I'm? It, to- they refill, being able to get
1: that. Uh, you know um gift cards and buying right. stuff, or stores. Like,
0: and, and and so our, yeah here's where i'm going with this g and g's as far as like second layer solution businesses you don't have to have your own coin you don't have to directly connect to um the 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 uh, blockchain you don't have to have your own blockchain you literally provide a product or service that helps the end user who might not know jack diddly about Blockchain, whatever crypto or token, but they will have um, a benefit from whatever the service or product is that you use, right? So, for mm-hmm. example, um, let's see, Ethereum is a first-layer uh, business solution. It has its own blockchain. Um, whoever, like, if as long as you have your own version of a blockchain or your, or your own coin or token, that makes you the first layer. Whatever's yeah. on top of it is going to be the second layer. And then... I think that we're gonna definitely start seeing more um, second-layer businesses, business solutions come up. Mm -hmm. It's just people have to start. um,
1: It takes time. I mean,
0: yeah, they they gotta
1: trust it. They gotta believe, you know, transactions won't get clogged. You know, they gotta trust that, you know, different things will go correctly. Nothing will get hacked or whatnot. Because you remember when CryptoKitties came out, Ethereum almost tanked. They, they couldn't, it was the volume shook them with Crypto Kitty. So, you know, a lot of businesses, okay, well, we can use it, but Jesus, we need this uh, sharding to, to come through as fast as possible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're Wait, right.
0: Second, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to throw this one out. Did you see the, um, the talk about Vitalik saying Bitcoin cash protocol might be a temporary solution for them? What? I saw somebody mention it in a tweet, but they didn't directly quote it. I thought they yeah, were playing. Yeah, bro. I thought that yeah. was a joke. So, I didn't read any of the memes or, like, any of the Twitter um, postings of it, but mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, that that's the real... Like, it, Gigi's Understand if you've been in the space long enough and you are, you know, understanding how Ethereum works, knowing the history of Bitcoin Cash, that was literally like a wait, what? The, the sky is orange. What, what you mean? <laughs> like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, and, Apparently, he does like a more thought out explanation of why it would be a temporary solution for them, not necessarily deterring them from doing their 2.0 version, mm. um, but it's just a, in the meantime. And in, in the Space g we talk a lot about this whole scaling thing and how everyone is um, who has their own blockchain, at least for the legacy platforms, that the scaling is always the big question of like, all right, who's gonna come up with the solution to scale that can put them on par with transactions on the level of a Visa or a MasterCard. We always put it towards these traditional, you know, financial businesses being credit cards, because at the end of the day, the, quote, faster you're able to have transactions happen on the blockchain, that means you can have more people use your blockchain. It's the bottom line of what it boils down to. Yeah. But uh, yeah. what I into- I mean, I think, I think it's only going to get better, long-term oh. infrastructure,
1: oh. and... Like you said before, people are spoiled now. They think, you know, this is Bro. regular. I'm like, no, no, no. I remember, and I wrote about it in the book. I remember, you know, having to get a wallet.dat file and having to, to go to the shady exchanges and praying that the, the Bitcoin actually would uh, deposit and, uh, you know, moving it, you know, between different uh, uh, wallets because some of them were faulty. And, you know, all types of things back in the day, there was like almost little to no infrastructure. And this is, I'm talking about back in the Mount god days. Thank goodness I never used it. But yeah back in those days silk road was still a thing um there was you know talk about coinbase coming jim and i was on the way i remember those days and now it's it's regular it's part of the uh american lexicon because they've been out you know they they work for most people but you know if if anybody out there is listening uh i'm of the opinion Use Uphold uh, Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't mean to hate on them, but I, I've had too many friends and family and other people that I referred it to where it didn't work. And myself, on, on personal stuff, I, I can't really refer Coinbase to anybody anymore. Yo,
0: you ain't the only one, bro. I, oh, stopped. I, like, I it, don't even put my um, my referral link on nothing no more. Oop, took that Wait. away real quick. I was like, hey, I'm, no, I'm not you. getting uh, this one. And, you know, as soon
1: as they messed up with me, I, the second, you know, the first time was I thought just, you know, it's early. It happens. Second time, I was like, no, there's no excuse for this. So they, uh, yeah, you know, that's what we got right now. But, you know, decentralized exchanges, um, you know, in the book, there's plenty of different ways where we could use cryptocurrency, blockchain technology and, you know this isn't that that isn't the only
0: way is making it centralized again bro like so g and g's if you don't know Bitcoin day is half of the dynamic duo to the gentleman of crypto his partner in crime is king and like i said when i first seen these dudes i was just like all righty g and G's. you know what time it is gotta pay those bills talk about the sponsors and stuff so first official sponsor for the podcast is hodl brand if you add the .ca to it that's the website check it out for the 50 50 fitted that's the hats right there and also for the tees coming out with some pretty good looking refined um urban wear kind of gear man if you're about that bitcoin hodling or about that crypto in general hodling definitely look to check out .ca and definitely get some swag for yourself and once again i want to say thank you and big shout outs. Um for Pottle Brand coming on to be the first official sponsor for the Trekking Cryptos to Connect podcast. All right, G&Gs, and last but not least, I want to um, let y'all know about the Blockchain Futurist Conference, which I will be attending this year. And, yo, it's going to be a lot of people there. And this is the second year that is being put together by Untraceable. You definitely got to check out the website, futurist19.com. It's going to be August 12th to the 14th. You're going to see faces and be able to interact with people like Rachel Siegel, aka Crypto Finally, Amber Scott of Outlier Compliance Group. You're going to also get to meet Audrey Nesbet, who is the Crypto's Chick um, Director and Marketing Communications person. Even Michael Nye is going to be there. You also have people like Roger Veer, and Tone Vase who are going to be there, as well as Susan Ho, who's going to be there. Christine Lee is going to be there. It's going to be a lot of people who are in the space, G's and it's going to be a good event. I know I'm going to be there and enjoy it. As granted, this is my first year doing it, but I hope to see you there. If you're interested, check out the website because you can do a buy one, get one free for a limited time. If you happen to miss that, though, you can use Trek100 as a discount code to get 100 off of the ticket. And yo, just bottom line is I hope to see you up there and you know say what's up when you see me we can take a picture we can um have you on a instant little podcast stream we can do it all all right GNGs, back to this episode talking with bitcoins day one who's this <laughs> and i forgot what was the first episode i was watching but i was listening and i was just like uh, I don't know if I'm taking them too serious on what they think they know. <laughs> I was very mistaken, GG's. I was very mistaken. And here's why I was mistaken. Because for what they were breaking down and how they were talking about it, and for where I was at that time, with how I was looking at the space, I wasn't understanding more of the the business side application and the 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 needed steps for integration to mass adoption that they were explaining. And I was still like hardcore to a degree um, on like, you know, decentralize everything. Like the core principles are the only way to live and all Mm -hmm. of that. And so I I I was still growing. I was still maturing and understanding you know, more of the um, the needed evolution that had to take part, that had to go on within the space, right? Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, in the beginning, I was like, eh, I don't know. But, but, you know what? I'm going to keep him on the back burner. And Ryan Cooper, that's the one who he, he's like, yo, you got to check these dudes out. And he he was swearing by y'all, bro. He was going hard for y'all. Oh, yeah. Appreciate uh, Ryan, man. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. man. Yeah, man. It's just like, it, G&G's, when we got in this space for how things look now we can literally look at it and go okay you know what like i see the change i see the growth and it's yep. like if you just got in in 2018 you don't remember what like ether delta was like back in the day <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know what i'm saying like my Our contracts that never worked delta oh mm-hmm. um, i mean my Monero back in the day you know it's
1: a lot of Old stuff back in the day too, and you know when you talk about progress, we just got a senate, a sitting uh, senator t- to say shitcoin on TV. Like, yo, I mean, people don't. I mean, I know it's not big to everybody else, but to the crypto world, people are going crazy because they're like to see where we came from to where it was considered fake money to now the Fed chair Jerome Powell says Bitcoin is digital gold, and then the sitting senator says shitcoin, and then another representative from North Carolina, shout out uh, to people back home actually states that Bitcoin or digital currency isn't going anywhere. Blockchain technology isn't going anywhere. Get used to it. I mean, this is a total change in the the type of in language. Tone. I mean, I mean, I would have never imagined this. And, you know, our outlook was, you know, kind of jaded because we, did the, we do the news every day. So we've literally seen on Monday something be legal and by Friday it's not in the crypto world. So that's why we're so jaded on how you know politicians talking about it or other people, but to see it is you know kind of refreshing. I'll probably have a really good weekend this weekend
0: because I'm like, man, this must be my lucky day because I I never saw this coming, bro. So I remember once I really started like, and, and and you know I be saying it all the time in the comments, the devils in the details. Mm-hmm. Once I really started like paying attention to the um the the show, if you don't know G and G's, they're on BootTube, A.K.A. the YouTube. <laughs> and so they they come on. What is that? Three ish. Yep. At three Pacific, six p.m. Eastern. Yep. Yes. And th- yo, King be killing me with the references, bruh. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I be like, I be driving, or I be like doing some kind of work thing, and I'm listening. I'm like, yo, he be killing me with these movie and sports references. <laughs> oh yeah. I, yo, y'all definitely have me cracking up on, on that part of it. But um, where I was going with this, GNGs, is how when, you be, when you're in the space long enough and you start, you know, listening to what's going on within the space as far as like the different personalities that are talking what they're talking, and then you start looking at the outside folks in the space and how their rhetoric is, is making these like 90 degree, then into like 180 degree turns. It's just like, wait a minute, didn't you just say, wait, let's go back to that episode. And, yeah, exactly. We had that 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 um conversation a couple months back. It's like, yo, keep them receipt. Mm-hmm. And and lo and behold, um, that senator, um, he was at um he was at consensus. And oh, I think yeah. he's the same one that proposed that bill about the, the taxation um situation for cryptos right now. Oh, true. And see I was I was when the bill bites you, it doesn't matter. Right. My thing right now is I'm leery. I'm real leery. Oh yeah. Of a lot of um, folks who are doing this 180 turn. Um, well, you know my theory. My mm. theory is my
1: theory is that a lot of these uh, representatives and senators, house members, their kids have Bitcoin, and I feel like they started to realize if I do something to change the law that would hurt them, it will hurt me more than it you know hurt the general public. Plus, I also think they have they have Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, <laughs> so they they don't want to really do anything to stop it. Uh, you know that's why they they've gone so hard at Facebook. They didn't really mention Bitcoin when they were talking talking about it, but they're going harder at Facebook because that's that's more of a threat to their, you know, Federal Reserve in, infrastructure. But I'm kind of leery of them all the time. I'm I've always been suspicious of them, but I I think this change. They always join the winning team. That's all politicians do. If you look yes. at a lot of their their stance on things, you can look at a, a reel of most politicians from 20 years ago to now. They've changed their stance back and forth to what's popular. So if Bitcoin becomes the currency of the people, and that's what people want, and that gets you votes, I mean, Andrew Yang may have gotten a million votes just for saying he likes Bitcoin. Like, every Bitcoin in, in America is probably going to, you know, at least pay attention or at least listen to him. So uh, if you say the word blockchain or Bitcoin as a politician and it helps you, yeah, they'll turn it this way. But they will also turn
0: against it if it turns into a terrorist attack thing. So no, man, we, are, we already know how that, that position I'm very very yeah theory. yeah. What's been getting me within, and this isn't something that you ne- you touch on in the book, but this goes back to my point about the mental barrier thing, mm-hmm. and that with how this um, message is being promoted from governmental authorities and like financial sector, it's one of these things where it's like they are pushing this 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 narrative. I call it the popular narrative of like the negatives of cryptos. Or of people having their um ability to, you know, transact as they choose as a as a bad thing. And it's like, oh no, 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 whoa, whoa, you you can't do that. Like you gotta have us be a part of it, but we're not gonna tell you why you gotta have us be a part of it. And I'm listening to X amount of the the congressional people talk. Like um, you know who Clev Mesador is? Hmm. Sounds familiar, but no no no, I'm not. Well, so she was a part of the Obama administration and I follow her on Twitter. Okay. Um, she, I forgot what department she was under, but she was on the PR side of it. And she posted, she posted like, I think on a, one of the breaks during the, the, the Senate session, um, when they were talking to the Libra's people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, you should hold up a sign like the Bitcoin dude, but be like, they can't do this to Bitcoin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that would be funny as hell, bro. Oh yeah. I mean, um, man, if you want to raise your profile, hell yeah. That would be, that would be so funny. I mean, that would be like hilarious if she, if somebody would do it, I just happened to see her post and I was like, yo, if you did this, this would be funny as hell. Yeah,
1: that would be, I mean, of course, when the Bitcoin Bitcoin side guy did it, it was hilarious. But if an actual, you know, person who works there was in there in those conversations did it, man, you talk about going viral, that would be, that would be it. And I mean, I'm still in shock that Trump tweeted about Bitcoin, man. Like, okay. you understand how long me and King have been saying that like he has to say something. And when he does say something, that means that there's something as big as about to happen. I think people can feel it. Uh, you know, with a lot of the allegations and changes in the market, I think people can feel something big is coming. Um, what exactly? We, I don't think people know, but I think it's going to involve financial industry. And I think him mentioning Bitcoin was just the first step and you know, we'll see, we'll see from here.
0: Okay. I, I got a theory, bro. I got a theory. Let's hear it. So y'all been, y'all had y'all, you know, told within the the social media side of it longer than me. But it's definitely something that when I look at this PR side of the space right now, the marketing, the branding side of the space, from what I under, like you read the book 1984. 1984. Mm -hmm. All right. I was telling somebody about the book
1: this morning. That's my favorite book other than uh, Malcolm X autobiography. Trust me, we are in
0: 1984. So what got me was now what I for what I understand now about how algos work, how web bots work, how the 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 um, the the crawlers work, how mm-hmm. Google is pushing, I forgot what the name of the, the operation is, but how they have thing called algorithmic fairness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had I sent you a thing about that. Yep. Bro, that shit right there is going to change the game in a way that people, the, the, the metaphor that you used in the book, but you're using it in a different situation, you were talking about inflation and, um, and money, about mm-hmm. the, the frog in the pot. Yep. I think that that game is being played out very strategically with us and internet information. Yes, In that we are being cordoned off. We're being, quote, guided to mm-hmm. certain information and access of shit that like it shouldn't even matter to you. But then there are those things that it's like, well, do you really want a crazy person, quote, or mentally unstable person who's into being a pyro knowing how to make, um, you know, like homemade um, white phosphorus? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? OK, it's, but well, no that's the last, slippery slope.
1: it's a slippery slope, though.
0: It, it, it really is. But where I'm going in regards to Trump is that mm-hmm. the PR side of it um, for using negative, um, negative sentiment, negative sen- somatic sentiment. And basically what I'm saying, um, G&Gs, is that by using negative PR it through the algos and through, quote, peoples and human nature, it then generates more. Traction within the virtual space, which then translates out into the real world. Because now, why? You mm. see it in all the different media sources, and that's the part of the echo chamber part of it. Oh. That, uh, so, huh?
1: so let me get this straight, Trey. What you're saying is Trump says something, market sentiment changes on Google, Google's analytics and web crawlers use the same uh, bots as traders, those traders dump the price. The price goes on CNBC, and they say, "Hey, the price is dumping." Trump is correct. Is that what you saying, Trick? Are you saying that Trump is using the media? <laughs> I, I think that it's definitely. Um, the,
0: I mean, like, I'll be, I'll be sarcastic because I mean, I, I think that's definitely what's happening. Oh no, 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 no! I, I think what you said, yeah. Th- there's that version of how it's being utilized, but then mm-hmm. there's the other version of, um, I forgot who used to say this shit about like the the signaling, um, yeah. and so. Thing. There's signaling happening, and I think that Trump is very good, or at least whoever his team of folks is that's yeah. dealing with how he's pushing out his his um his social media like with his social media side of stuff. Mm-hmm. They get how this stuff actually then is uh, disseminated within the virtual space. And I'm I'm gonna give you another example of something. The other day he made the comment at at what's her name um. The one from New York, mm. and then the other, um a- see.
1: Is that
0: her, and then the other one. And uh, this
1: uh,
0: I can't remember what the other lady's name is. She's like also-
1: Ilyon, something like that.
0: Iman? I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. So there's a dude I follow on IG, Reese Waters, and he was making a comment on um, that whole situation. And I'm like, yeah, but- let's look at what their social equity is going to be like in three to six months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like I'm, I'm I'm really understanding the more and more you really start looking at what's going on within how social media and the PR part of it works within getting the word out about either mentally prepping the public for something or Mm -hmm. getting the public to be on board or quote against something or like, being able to do a, a, a switching bait with what is and isn't important it is literally to me now where everywhere i look something is a pr stunt and yeah. y- you know i've been saying it like this whole year like this year's the year in the crypto space for corporate stunting there's a shit ton yeah, of bomb um, brand association going on right now i mean
1: yeah tell me about it i mean Litecoins is inked up with miami dolphins i mean cleveland cavaliers inked up with united coin and a lot of branding is happening, like you're saying. And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I think over time, what we'll see is companies take advantage of that. And then when Bitcoin's use case actually becomes real, where, you know, underdeveloped countries and other people are having to use it, that thought process will change. Um, I think right now people are doing what they did before with the ICO market. They're like, well, it's a good time to, you know, we're, we're getting popular. Blockchain sounds good. Let's join up with some brands and make it seem like you know we're doing something. And you can change the conversation easily with social media, like you said with Trump. And I mean, it's crazy. The stuff. It's it's crazy how certain stuff you know is like JP Morgan, a billion dollars worth of cocaine, bro. Just chilling. That Bruh. I mean, that is not even in the twenty four hour news stream anymore. Like it's gone. Nobody. That shit eating. was like
0: one day,
1: one day if that. I mean, it was like twelve tweets, and it was like gone. Like. So they, I, I've seen how these algorithms can control the conversation, and the narrative, because if you mm-hmm. want to flood a conversation, there's, a, there's bots that are programmed to chime in on conversations using keywords. So anytime people talk about it, that's uplifted more. You see it on social media. The news doesn't even do news anymore. They post tweets and then talk about what somebody tweeted or they oh, post, oh my God. post and talk about what that, what happened with that. So they're not even doing news anymore. So in real life. That's why it's so funny, on social media, people thought Clinton was going to win, then in real life, Trump won, because it's like a disconnect between both. That's not real life. It's only like 20% of people are on social media daily, Um, and the rest of the world is in another place. So if you control that narrative, you can make the world seem a lot different than it is. We've seen that with Bitcoin. They make Bitcoin seem evil, scam, you know, it's whatever. But in reality, of course, it saved more lives than
0: anything else. Bro, like... Like I said, I look at stuff now and it's just like, yo, that's just straight bullshit. Or like like, like, or or, and and I say a lot, like and there are certain phrases that I use GNGs. I don't I just I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I do be making up words or phrases on shit. But there are things that I will say because at a certain point, once I notice a pattern and like that label is like applicable, like I'm gonna use that. When it comes to this whole social media space now, what really got me to understand, or at least have a different perspective on social media, not as in a, a connective tool as for how it is set up right now, or as a, um, a informative tool, is what I really started to understand what Cliff High was doing with his web bot reports and how his web crawlers worked. Yeah. And then, because I used to always wonder, like, yo, like. How like if you had the money, money mm-hmm. to really develop it, and Cliffman working on his joint since like the '80s. Yeah, he
1: been on it all the forty-something years.
0: Right, and he was working on it for a whole other different direction. He just happened to come across to this mm-hmm. side with it. But I was like, yo, if you actually had the infrastructure, the team, and the money, imagine what you could do with it. It's mm-hmm. the same shit that Google's doing now with the algo update. It yeah. literally goes through and indexes all public information on the web and then cu- um, caches it and then curates it out for when you put in your googly search bar mm-hmm. what you will see and can see. Like,
1: Yeah, what's against, so, what's against their guidelines and what's not. So yeah.
0: Right. Like, so get, cliff high
1: AI is going to win. Uh, AI's, AI is already close. They, <laughs> AI might be uh, robots are already close to taking over,
0: honestly. Who, who where are they going? Cliff High, my boy Doug. Doug definitely like breaks some shit down um to me. And um it was somebody else that I can't freaking think of right now that really started to have me go, Oh wow, like this is what I see this is what's going on. Like, yo, on IG, there's another lady I know, she does a media um marketing company, and we've been talking about how um, IG is doing it where they'll show you what your likes or well, your hearts or whatever or your view thing is. But like what you see on your end as the, somebody who is looking through your feed and seeing it and mm-hmm. it is a different sometimes than what me as the person who posted the content would see.
1: Yeah, they're trying to get, get likes uh taken away or changed. Yeah, I saw that.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, did you hear about the um the there's a, a I don't know if it's a hundred percent they're gonna do it, but they're trying to figure out um or test out taking away people on the viewer and seeing the likes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wait, but how does that work for because
1: They want you to actually like it and not just do it because you see other people doing it, I guess. Right,
0: right. So now how is that going to affect the metrics and and people's business models for the marketing and PR side to be like, oh, well, we can generate blah, blah, blah amount of likes. Or what I've noted between IG, Googly, YouTube, Facebook, and somebody else is that they've, they've taken away X amount of things and then they hit you with the like, well, you know... You can get more reach if you pay. Everything yeah. is about that paywall now, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can promote. But
1: you only three percent of the people; those are
0: only, the only ones that will see it. The rest of the people, yeah. So two things to me that is presented in that situation. One is they're artificially um, down trending your stuff on the back end. Mm-hmm. That's one part, and then the other part is I would I would argue that. The business model is changing the way it is now because they're realizing that in the long run, they can't, um, they're going to have to do something to be able to pull the the revenue in. And that's how come they're doing this ups up, what is it? Upselling now. Yeah. But it's like, well, how long is that going to last for? Considering I'm paying X amount, you're not actually guaranteeing me the exposure or the impression that you are charging me for. And with the bots getting more sophisticated as far as artificial likes, artificial thumbs up, artificial retweets.
1: you don't know if actual people seeing it. Yeah.
0: Bro, like, I remember... Where was I? I was in Canada last year talking with somebody about the same thing or, like, how Google started pulling back um, X amount of the information that you could see within the analytics, like, six months or a year earlier. Mm-hmm. And they pulled back and now it's like, well, you know, if you want to see certain more detailed metrics here's the paywall yep and so it's just like well if you don't want to do the paywall what then and then at the same time the marketing folks are u- use using x amount of the free metrics mm-hmm. but one of the other things i'm arguing about this year is even though it's quite a marginal number right now like have you noticed there's been like a look, like this week, last week in particular, there's been um, X amount of posts about like traditional social media and how much it's grown.
1: Mm. nah, I
0: haven't, I haven't right.
1: seen it uh, formally, but yeah, I'll check it out.
0: Okay, so I, I mess around with LinkedIn. So between LinkedIn, Twitter, and I've seen it on IG too, I've been seeing X amount of these posts and the videos that show like the live time stream of how these different um, sectors of the social media platforms have grown. And I was like, yo, what is that about? And the the crazy part to me is one or two of them went all the way up to like 2018 and like the beginning of 2019, so I'm like, wait, where's the blockchain-based social media? Because um, looking at the internet platforms, Brave has been around for more than a year. Looking at like social media, Steam has been around for like more than two years at this point. And there's a bunch of other um, companies coming up in the space. Mm. And to me, it's like, well, Is this an intentional, we're not even acknowledging that this part of it exists? Mm,
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what's crazy to me is, you know, in this time period. Yeah, they can, they can't
0: just not acknowledge it. And and but see what gets me, and bro, like I've been not arguing, arguing, but I bring this up to people that are in the space as far as who work for a company. And it's like, yeah, so you guys spend so much time on traditional platforms, but where are you over on the blockchain-based platforms? Mm-hmm. Like, what's his face? Um, Gary Vee talks about like the 79, 21, or like the 80, 20 thing for how you do your social media. Mm-hmm. And I, I give it to you and King on doing Facebook, bro, because I suck at it. Like, <laughs> dead ass suck at it, bro. Mm-hmm. And where I'm going with it is that for where things are now with blockchain-based social media, there's definitely the the growth happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, But it still seems like at least how I'm looking at it within the crypto space, Mm -hmm. companies that aren't companies aren't necessarily utilizing or how to say this, not promoting like one blockchain based social media doesn't get anywhere near the same PR as the companies that deal with money. Yeah. Like, the shit is like a whisper, if even sometimes,
1: <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Close. Yeah. And then the other part being is, oh, so G and G is like, if when you do like you know the updated version of your book, you gotta talk about yo. You gotta start looking. out. Okay, let me not say you gotta. I would recommend say bringing yeah. up this whole thing about blockchain based social media. Alright g gs there you have it. This was the first half of the conversation with Bitcoin Zay about his book, about what's going on within the crypto space, as far as like, you know, how I came across them, um, what I'm learning from them, what... Bitcoin Zay is actually putting out through this book and what he's trying to do for the black community within America, around the globe, and as well as just anyone looking to get into this blockchain space. I got to say, like the book definitely gives the practicals and like the, the rudimentary breakdown of what this blockchain technology is what the other use cases aside from the cryptocurrency part of it can be and how, you know, you don't got to be technical or have a whole bunch of money to get into this. And this is the thing I've been arguing about from the get-go of the podcast, G&Gs. And this guy happened to put it into a really good book that I'm definitely supporting. And y'all know I don't support anything like wholly on my own, but this is one of those things I'm going to definitely push. Also, before I forget, um, don't forget to like, share, heart, leave a good comment, leave a bad comment. Just leave a comment and um, let others know about the podcast, Tracking Cryptos to Connect. If you're interested in being on, definitely reach out. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on IG. You can find me on Steemit. You can find me on DTube. only place you can't really find me is Facebook and um YouTube ironically enough, but you can definitely find me in those other places that I mentioned. If you're interested in coming on, I'd definitely love to have you on for a conversation on the podcast. Yes, GNGs, that's my last part. So, stay tuned for the next episode that will follow after this that will have the rest of the conversation.